Okay, so our opening bit that I completely prepped Ari for you and just... did not decide on at the last minute as a huge inconvenience to everybody in this room um, was I asked Ari for favorite doppelgangers in horror. Lake Mungo is another good one. Then Twin Peaks is, um, well, Twin Peaks isn't a movie, but, um. Well, I didn't, I didn't say movies. I just said horror. I mean, Us also counts, but yeah, yes. horror, us, us counts with the tethered. Um, the Lake, Lake Mungo is kind of one of those unsung gems of found footage horror. Um, would recommend, um, I prefer Neroy in terms of, uh, found footage horror, but none of this is necessarily relevant. Um, there's the scene in Twin Peaks where I guess, uh, spoilers, um, for the end of season two. Which uh, came out, what, 20 years ago? 30 I years mean, ago? It, people are rediscovering it all the time. I, I, I get it. Um, there's a scene where Dale's doppelganger from the Black Lodge, like, attacks the camera and that's not the right word. It's like one of those stupid fucking jump scare bullshit fucking Annabelle ass I don't give a fuck kind of things. It's like he like the way that he approaches the camera feels like you are being actively hunted. It is so fucking upsetting. I legitimately like kept me up at night. I was like and a very few things actually do and I watch a lot of horror stuff but I just remember I could not get that image out of my head and I just kept seeing it in the corners of my room and ugh, Jesus Christ. Um, Lake Mungo is really fun in terms of being, it's another found footage, um, and it's the way that they use the doppelganger is a lot of times doppelgangers in fiction, especially, and especially in horror, which, you know, makes sense, um, are usually seen as an omen of death, or at least at the very least, an ill omen of some kind. If you're seeing your doppelganger, it's not good. Also, you yes. know what we forgot about? Welcome to Night Vale. That no, scene, I mean that's that's is actually why you probably would have That's it up. actually why I brought it up because honestly when he says you come in twos, kill your double it's like so that has stuck in my mind in terms of setting the standard for doppelganger horror for so long because it's so almost like because in Nightfall it's treated as innocuous, you don't really in the especially it's in the just earth, another crazy bullshit yeah, thing Cecil says. In the early episodes of Night Valley, you're like, oh, this is just other crazy because you don't really expect Cecil to be affected by this, and then he and then he is. Well, because he says Cecil, yeah. like you'll the way that his mom tells him will yeah. die is like related. Um, so one of the things I think about in terms of like, I it was a Tumblr post from forever ago that I would want to try to dig up if it's still active, although who fucking knows. Um, somebody went to the trouble of layering Kevin and Cecil's sort of interactions with each, like the way yeah. that they introduce each other, to each, they introduce themselves to each other's studios over each other in a way that was so fucking unsettling. And like, that was a great moment. Okay. Well, I found out in this Tumblr post, which posted an article, um, with Olivia featuring Olivia Rodrigo. Um, apparently Misha Collins is, uh -oh. like, a really distant uncle of hers. God, somehow oh, we always end up back no. here. And I just Letting wanna... the days go by. And I just want to know how Misha Collins keeps ending up in these situations. When Misha Collins guest stars on Legends next season. I shouldn't have brought that into the universe. You're... I, 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 I. That's me taking I, my words back. I, I literally thought you were being serious, and I was about to like, I'm done watching the show. 
No, I was going to say, well, because here's the thing. Isn't Castiel dressed like that because of Constantine? I would assume probably to some extent. And you know what? Castiel that, is God also canonically queer. Just like and John Const- just and like Constantine. Just like John. Anime wow. mushroom disease. Wow. You know, and the world really is. and, and so Life so, really is like a hurricane. And, that, and are they not truly the ultimate doppelgangers? <laughs> I have a friend who has been reading Destiel fic. I don't know. I don't know why, but listen, it makes them happy. All God's children. <laughs> all God's children. Will the humble turtle not be a part the of the course? Fire. And I think one of my, because honestly, it's great that they're reading it because then I get to hear about it. Oh yeah. I don't actually ever have to engage with it. And something Which that I goal. find absolutely delightful. And when I say delightful, I mean kind of confusing, but I'm vibing with it. And I don't know why I'm vibing with it now that I say that, is that... Um, Dean is always, like, internally, it's never just, like, Dean is bi. It's always Dean is internally homophobic. Or, like, Dean thinks getting his dick sucked by another man isn't gay. I mean, admittedly, Dean Winchester has the face of, why do all these homosexuals keep sucking my cock? And I can't believe that you are asking me in the year of our Lord 2020 fucking one to wade back into by Dean Winchester discourse. Like, I am not a good... No, I'm not saying it's discourse. I just think it's No, funny. I know, but, like, still bringing it up. It's, like, one of those things where it's, like, I will say, I think there are probably a lot of people who used that to work through their own shit. That's probably And, true. like, hey, listen. I'm not a fucking cop, I guess. You know who is a cop, though? Dean Winchester. <laughs> I, I, Yeah. So I was watching Meet Me in St. Louis, and this has nothing to do with anything. But first off, I'm watching Judy Garland, and again, she's killing it. Like, I, I mean, there there was no one, there will never be anyone like Judy Garland um, ever again. But, so first off, they literally have a bit in the movie where they're like, oh, why do you call it San Louis? Yeah. Like, isn't it supposed to be St. Louis? And I just remember when fuck was like fucking no we say des moines here and i'm like fuck you fuck you because here's fuck the you. thing I hate i've the only Midwest. ever i've only ever heard because everyone else just says des moines and i kind of like feel a like human being i feel like either he was messing with me or no but they or everybody the refuses they say to, it they hate the french that much and because it's too it's it sounds too hoity toity they say wait, that way actually this reminds me speaking of doppelgangers i oh, saw <gasps> someone can i go, no, back, to me, hold on, can I go back to me being st louis yes. for a second otherwise we'll never get back yeah okay so like the little girl in the, was like she's hanging on ice cream she's talking about i don't fucking know whatever kids did weird shit back in that day talking about having a funeral for her doll i was like classic the little little children love to be weird and morbid um, but she's like, oh yeah, why do you call it like St. Louis or whatever? So she's St. Louis. And he's like, because that's not how it's pronounced. And she's like, no, yes, it totally is. And I'm like, oh, right. Because you people are fucking crazy. And we're watching it. And it's, no, oh, it's fun. It's a big, big MGM musical. It's beautiful. Everybody's dresses are gorgeous. And then one of the songs they have is kind of racist. And they're like, oh. Like kind of racist or it's, it's just racist. It's, it's. Uh, this movie came out in like the mid thirties. Oh boy! So no one does blackface. Oh, okay. Uh, Al Jolson had a career into the. F- he was performing in the Korean. F- he was performing for Korean war vets, not in blackface still. But the man built his career on blackface. It's kind of like it doesn't really. Well, we can say so that about. When I say I mean, racist, listen. it's racist. But again, the standard back then was people were still actively doing blackface. So I will, and I will say this. I mean, can we not say there are several white artists who have done blackface, perhaps not as literally as Al Jolston, but also fair i mean iggy azalea is a big one i mean yeah that's one of those things where i mean like admittedly um, i mean you know what okay anyway i'm driving i'm driving okay. to i'm driving to your apartment and okay. i and i am still in and someone has a bumper sticker that says jesus and then some, just jesus no well and then some text under it but i'm too far away i can't see what that fucking says but the s is the superman s and i was like <laughs> 
Brandon? Jesu. Is that is this Brandon's car? Would I mean, Brandon yeah. be driving like I, a, like, a, like a Mazda minivan in yes. track it? Maybe not. I don't know if he could. Here's the thing: How big does a car have to be to fit him? Pickup truck. But um, I will say, in his, I, I think if you gave him something like that at the con, he would be like, th- and you're, you make some spiel about your faith. He'd be like, thank you so much. Yeah, Brandon. I'm almost like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Have you seen? No, this is what we should have fucking opened with. What are kitties? So what are kitties up to? I don't know. Oh, they're on the top of your desk. Uh-oh. Wait, what? They're on the That's top. That's the Fred! That's yeah. off the Fred! My, com- <laughs> my cats love to come to Ari's house and just be absolute terrorists. <laughs> it's not, hold on, that's not fair. Give me a sec. Um, um, no, okay, so here's the thing. Um, I, here's how Your I- cat, your cat is not a, t- I am just, my, my cat, Damien is right now sitting, the chubby is sitting here being a sentient throw pillow. She's literally just, we're not, we can't have throw pillows on the couch. We bought, my grandmother was like, oh, get some throw pillows when you move. And I was like, sure, grandma. And so we bought some throw pillows and we don't even really use them. They're in the second bedroom right now because the cats are pretty much just, hey, we're throw pillows. And so she is just sitting here and sleeping. And what she really does every day is sit here and sleep and occasionally eat and maybe play with worm on a string a little bit. Tomas and Tarazi are a year old. So all they do is run around and cause a ruckus. Um, okay. Speaking of terrorism. <laughs> okay. Volcanoes, <laughs> our favorite day of the year. Stop. We can't do that right now. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Routh is back on the flash as Ray Palmer, and he looks like he is having such a great time, and it kind of makes me feel bad. It's so funny, though. But it's also so fucking, because here's the thing, he's watching him do this, I'm like, damn, did we actually get people for the Legends 100th, or because of COVID still, was nobody able to come out? I wonder. I mean, here, or, and here's the thing, did Brandon get invited and just not go? Because they filmed that, like, like, three weeks ago, and he's been vaccinated. I think it's one of those things where it's like, they may have asked him and he may have decided not to go. I gotta watch those. Um, but he just, he looks so, and I'm like, truly, Daddy Long Dick has landed in Vancouver, baby, what? <laughs> like, it's just so... Okay, now I know we already agreed that we were going to call this episode Anime Mushroom Disease, something we will explain after the opening bit, but Daddy Long Dick has landed in LA, baby, what? Is, is, it's, it's, we're cool. going to have another reason to use it at some point, though. Not LA, Vancouver. Okay, so already I'm... <laughs> So we're off, off to a great start. And I'm like, they're still doing crossovers? Well, that's the wild thing. See, now she's screaming for food. Because, like, she there's no more Arrow. There's no more Supergirl. I cannot Truly, say... Truly, what are you crossing over with? I cannot say again that Legends will not get another season, because every time I do that, it gets another season. And they add another five out of spite for us. So I'm just gonna I'm just going to let this play out and hope one day I will know freedom. And I'm also... So I'm I want to say... Oh, sorry. I'm still running. Yes, it is. To prove how, like, speaking of my cats being fat little throw pillows, mm-hmm. I got up to go get a cough drop because there's coffee on camera. Not camera, microphone. And the chubby gets up off the couch and she starts meowing at me because I went to go see if they're in the kitchen. And we keep her food and treats on the very top shelf so that she can't reach them. So <laughs> she was like, meow. She came over and she was like, oh, are, you, are, we, are we eating? And now she's standing over by where her food is looking expectantly at me. Yeah, she's looking very contemptuous. I'm just like, I'm not feeding you. Not right now. I'm feeding her later. I feed her before bed because she woke me up at 7 a.m. this morning, sitting on me and purring very loudly so I would go feed her. So. And keep in mind, again, this is a very She gets fed at 9.45. We're hoping this weight loss regimen is doing something, but it's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> it's like, he really is. I mean, admittedly, like, that's a good thing. Gradual weight loss is really important in cats. You cannot just, like, have them lose. If they lose a bunch of weight, they're sick. What are you talking about? It was going to be something else about Brandon, but I can't. 
Oh, what she's doing right now is she loves climbing on the desk and then running her hand along your keyboard because she likes the sound it makes. That is actually really fascinating, though. It's like a level of, like, oh, she's very smart and engaged. But also, that's my keyboard. Little naughty. Ma'am. Ma'am. Looking at porn on the internet. Oh, God. She's typing up porn. She's looking up porn terms with her little with her little paws. She click-clack on the keyboard. Okay, by kitty ears, she's she is allowed to look at porn on the internet. Oh, man, Rossi, what? Okay. Can you make sure she's not knocking the keycaps oh, right, off? No, she's getting really into it. Hold on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't want her to break it. Stop looking at kitty porn on the internet. <laughs> Why are you trying to look at pornography, ma'am? Here, look. That one's R2. You love R2. R2! Yeah, the Meownium Falcon got left here, but without the string. I think it snapped. Oh, no, I have the Meownium Falcon. It's right there. Oh, there's a separate one that's not oh. attached to us. But thank that's, I was like, oh, did it break? Look, look at it. Look Make at some it curry. Wow! Wow! Is that your R2? I've never. I can't say I've never seen a Star Wars. I've seen every Star Wars through the prequels once. I've never actually seen, I've only seen the new trilogy because my family, and because my mom liked the original one. So we went and we saw the newest trilogy in theaters every Christmas. Um, so we had fun doing that. I mean, again, I'm kind of like, any trying to apply like any morals to anything. What war is what Tony war? Stark a criminal in? Man. I truly name it. Name it. Was it Afghan? Did Tony Stark, the fictional person, he's the yeah. one selling arms to actually Iraq. And, oh God! The United States and I. That, it is 1919. Oh, oh God, please! I was just watching another thing on Afghanistan where it's like, hey, we are we, not getting into this on this ding dong podcast. But also, the U.S. is garbage. The U.S. is garbage. And if some of you are probably too young to yeah. remember that this will destabilize the Middle East versus no, it won't. Onion article. Mm-hmm. I think about that all the time lately, and I think about that I now after because I literally just have been like, this will ruin Roe v. Wade for this country versus no, it won't. Well, because I literally am also just thinking about, um, there's a literal op-ed that was not an Onion article that just said, give war a chance. Wasn't that the fucking Tom Cotton one? Or I'm thinking of the other, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the one where a sitting Republican senator authorized the use of force on, or said he would authorize use of force on American civilians, uh, for protesting the extrajudicial murder of black people. So, like, great country we have. Love that. Um... Damn, do me a favor and take a job overseas so I can get married to you and we can just fucking get the hell out of here. Tim can get that job in Germany, too. And we're just out, man. I don't think I should move to Germany with the way that fascist okay, tensions yeah, are okay. rising all over the world. Okay, so we're just going to move to New Zealand and I'm going to dig a hobbit hole for my damn self and we're just going to sit there and then we're just going to And we're die. closer to Japan, so it's easier to That's get true. to Pokemon Center. That's true. Kitty. Here, come over here and cause violence over here. I smooch her. Smooch. She's powerless. Alright, so, anime mushroom disease. Do you uh, want no, to explain wait, 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 wait. We should, I have to say, let's go into the episode. Okay, right. Okay. So, couple things. First okay. and foremost, we're going to have to, I don't, I don't actually know how we're going to discuss this episode, because we have to do it sort of in two parts. The part that's really good, and the part that's really bad. Yeah. And I would love to say that Legends of Tomorrow is vast and contains multitudes, but it is neither of those things. It's just sometimes it is good, but most of the time it is bad. 
<laughs> you might be wondering, why are you still here? Because apparently I'm the only sane person left on this fucking planet. Yeah. I'm not happy about For it. For whatever either. reason, people are still listening to this podcast, so I guess we're here. Um, so, anime, we decided to call this week's episode Anime I Monday. thought you had to say, let's get in the episode. I already did. Did I not say let's get into the no, episode? No, you didn't. You just said it when you said I have to say let's get into the episode. See, it's like what Guy Fieri does on Triple on when on the guys' grocery games where he tricks them. He's saying three, two, one, go, and they don't realize it. I did that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so you played yourself. No. Anyway, let's get into the episode. <laughs> Great, actually. And here we are. Here we are, as we always so are. I'm actually usually not the one who says, let's get into the episode for yeah, whatever reason. So today, I win. Um, It is the 14th episode. Hey, it's Makoto's hot sister. Hey, everybody. It's Makoto's slamming. Vital to the prosecution. Slamming, bamming, bootylicious sister. <laughs> Vital to and the you case. you know what? I'm going to say it. She does. They did draw her with an ass. They did. Especially because, again, every single fucking woman in this game, for whatever reason, has the same exact body type, regardless of age. And it's just like, okay, you know what? I give up. Whatever. I have other things to be mad about. Persona 5. At least they toned down the homophobia. I can't even say got rid of it. They just toned it down. And that's all we really wanted. <laughs> I mean, sure, close Isn't enough. that what we want as gamers? <laughs> to be disappointed? disappointed? I mean, all right, now I'm pretty day. sure we have spent so we have spent so much time on this podcast talking about Persona 5 <laughs> in one form or another. Because you played know. it the first time. Did you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I might have been playing it back during season two. Yeah. And this then is a retro, baby. And, and now you Hey, in case you are possibly playing Persona 5 Royal, I'm telling you this because the game doesn't tell you this. You need to know this. If you actually want the bonus fucking content that you presumably played 60 extra fucking dollars for, you have to max out Maruki, Kasumi, and Akechi's Confidants. Because otherwise, it's literally just the same game with some small quality of life improvements. And I swear fucking god i hate video games anyway i just wanted you guys to know that because the game doesn't tell you so guess who's on their new game plus and playing this fucking game for the third goddamn time me is playing most of it which is fine i was gonna play it for you anyway so anime mushroom disease yes okay it's a disease that affects two people a year in (laughs) i have a question was william defoe in, is he is he Toby Maguire's Green Goblin or is yeah. he Andrew Garfield's Green? Then who the fuck was Andrew Garfield's Green Goblin that has I, Green they, Goblin disease? They didn't. They only got to Dane DeHaan's Harry Osborn. I don't remember who was. I don't remember if Norman shows up. Green Goblin disease is an ailment that affects two people a year. It's the same two people. It's not like it's finding new people. <laughs> and likewise, anime mushroom disease. Um, God. we called it anime mushroom disease because this episode, which was directed by Maisie, mm-hmm. um, which what are you guys now? They're looking at something on your ceiling. Dust um, particles. Even fucking behind the camera, she creates this fucking magnetism. Where I'm like, God, this show needs Maisie back so fucking badly. Big time. We are circling the drain here, people. Shh. You can't see the circles of spiraling motion I'm making. I really making appreciate it. it, though. You know I got you. Oh, um, go, to the, go to the supermarket. Go to the fucking supermarket. Get no, some we'll talk to the guy. groceries. Because I'll probably have a song. Oh, wait, are you doing something? We've sung that song before in our life, but we just knew. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, you have to go to the airsoft shop. Where's that? In Shibuya. Okay. God, I'm gonna go 
gosh, we so bad. Okay, anyway, go to you the have to, Central you have Street. You to go find um, Daddy. Yes. Yes. Daddy. Daddy, why? So. letting me fast travel there. You're fine. Just go to Daddy. the airsoft shop from here. Daddy. All right, so. Now, I haven't seen Shang-Chi, but apparently his dad is kind of a Dilf Gilf, which I'm really yeah. pleased to hear. Oh, I thought you meant Dilf Gilf is in, like, great. I think meant, like, I don't. I no, don't. I mean, it means, like, he's a Dilf, but he's cussed older. Gilf. Yes. When you said that, I think you meant dad and also granddad. I mean, I mean, grandma or, or so. I don't know what I was thinking. I also, and I truly, I truly, wait, can we go I back? I dad and then Milf with a G somehow. And I was like, are they, are they Gmilf? With <laughs> the M in Gmilf is No, that's fine. Because again, again, the sixth episode of the first season of Stargirl is stored in my computer as D-M-L-I-F-S-A. Which stands for Dads and Moms, I'd Like to Fuck Society of America. I mean, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> um, I love, can I say though, listen, I know this is about Stargirl, but I want to talk. I love that the shade is such an obviously, like, she this motherfucker. finds him in an antique store. Like, there's another obviously gay man at the counter. Of course, of and course. And she's like, I'm just looking for this book. And then the shade is also in the store where I'm like, Okay, so this is just your boyfriend this, now. Yeah, this is, yeah. By law of the antique store. Larry Croc, again, called him, like, what, a scone-munching tea guzzler? Which, Which really say, does sound like a slur. Just say, just say the slur. Just say the word. Just say the slur. Just say the slur. But I will say, I love that he is such an obvious, poncy, fucking Peter Laurie and the Maltese, Maltese Falcon. Sorry, I want to say Maltese. <laughs> Maltese Falcon levels of, like, like villainous Hollywood gay, but he's like the good guy who helps the kids out. I mean, not good guy with air quotes, but I love that. Did, were you watching Stargirl with me this week? I watched one of the episodes. I didn't okay, see the new so one. Okay, so this week, he she's like, "Why wouldn't you want to work with Eclipso?" And he goes, "I know you don't know this because you're a child, but there's a difference between bad and evil." And I'm like. Legends of Tomorrow needs to be good so badly, yeah. and you are getting fucking walked on by Stargirl. By Star, which again, Stargirl is such a solid fucking show. Yeah, Stargirl. I, every, every episode week, I've seen, I've liked. Every week it fucking delivers. But I really, event. truly was like, you guys still have summer school, <laughs> like AP class. Like I was like, that's a thing people do. Even though my mom has like taught it for twenty years, I just in my brain, I'm like, yeah. people actually go to summer school. I thought my mom was just going up there to fuck around. People. I mean, yeah. I hate to be that person, but it's just what's really like, holy shit. Also, is that anyway? I still am just thinking about Brandon Rock. God damn it! Okay, wait. Okay. Hold he on. has fast this effect on us. Fast forwarding, fast forwarding, and I, I, I hate that I now inextricably have a Daisy chain because before Brandon and like a DJ Catrona were separate entities. Mm-hmm. Even though, of course, Nick Zano is more of a DJ because, again, all you've met one Italian-American men, you've met them all. Yeah. And Nick and Brandon are on the same show. But I've never actually, like, like, I think of Brandon. And then because of Brandon, I think of... I never think of Brandon and then think of Nick, which is really weird. I yeah. Know. But I think of Brandon and now I think of Callahan because he's from Wisconsin and he's also really tall. Sorry. And if he dyed his hair black, I think he could play Superman really well. I'm not denying it. I just... Well, also because what is what that is hurts. what is it? But he what is Nina? But mean Lois, little man, where's little man? Little Here man, he coming round the corner when he comes. When he comes, he be coming round the mountain when he comes. What's the He'll be littling around the mountain. He'll be little around the mountain. He'll be littling around the mountain when he comes. But also, what's wrong? He's making he's making concern with little man. Come here, come here, come here. She's gonna sniff your butt. Come here, little man. Hi, Jew. And I know the audio picked that up because your cat sounds like a fucking crying child. 
Did it? Here, play back. Now I'm curious. Little man, come here. And he's okay. No, he's literally okay. Great news, everybody. He's fine. He's totally, totally fine. fine. I don't know why he just fine. he he wasn't getting attention for like an hour because Tomas and Tarazi were here. So I'm assuming he went to sulk, but then also had to come out and demand attention. Well, so he let Tarazi he sniff his injured baby voice. Sniff his butt hole. So no, he, he, he she only sniffed his tail. But we're making progress. <laughs> okay, so you hear that yelling? That's Damien. That's, That's a Jenny. different cat. Yes, she she very she does not yell as often, but she does yell for food. She be chubbin' round the mountain, she be coming round the mountain, she be chubbin' round the mountain when she comes, when she comes, she'll be chubbin' round the mountain, she'll be chubbin' round the mountain, she'll be chubbin' round the mountain when she comes. We are avoiding talking about this episode in ways that are both totally typical, actually, totally typical of us, we haven't actually, I was going to say in ways that are both, and some new ways, but all of our new ways are just ways that we've done before, but maybe not as often. Yes. Um, but also the little man is here. But um, okay, okay so. wait, wait. So we called it. I don't even remember what we were talking about when the cat showed up, and I don't feel like playing it back again. Just play it back. Oh no, we were talking about Star Girl and the shape. Yes, and I was talking. I, was right. like, I so love Larry characters like that. And Pop, the two actors yes. are now going to be series regulars in season three, which yes. I hope means Artemis. More Artemis plot. Star Girl is doing this. Well, first of all. Favorite thing about Larry Croc is he's like, yeah, prison is great. I get to work out all the time, and I get conjugal visits with my wife. Borat. And Pat is just like, great. <laughs> I want to study you. And he's like, and he's like, the only thing that sucks is I can't be there for my daughter. Um, <laughs> truly the Lance Hardball. <laughs> the Lance Hardball. I mean, legitimately, probably the closest any other character has come to being Lance Hardball. Godspeed. Which is so fun because I really do. Something that Stargirl is doing that is so fascinating is they are setting up Paula and Larry to be sort of the diametric opposite of Pat and Barbara, where, like, the good kids get one set of parents and the bad kids get one set of parents. Uh-huh. And, anyone, and you can all only have one set of parents that actually looks after everybody, because otherwise that's too many fucking people in this cast. That's legitimately just... I, that's a big thing with it. It's there's just too many people in the fucking but cast. But also, it seems... Uh-huh. So, like, when Artemis is telling her parents, she it opens with her visiting them in prison. Mm-hmm. Which, again, everything... What are they in prison for? What aren't they in prison Okay, for? just checking. <laughs> um, and she's complaining about foster care. But, like, not actually... She's, like, they're serving us, like, vodkas. They don't let her eat processed foods. Because, like, she's, oh, like... Oh, right, she'd be in foster care. Oh, yeah. my God. She's, like, they're girl. serving us mac and cheese. They only have basic cable, no Sunday football pass. And Larry and Paul are both so upset by this. And, like, there's a scene... With the I hate, to, I, I hate yeah. to be this bitch, but almost like the fact that you're not being actively murdered well, by a yeah, white exactly. fundamentalist is There's progress. There's a scene where her foster mom, who is just very oddly New Jersey, drops her off and is like, gives her like a Lunchables or something, and she's like, I can't eat this. Like, why can't you buy whey protein? And like, the woman is very clearly supposed to be like pretty selfish and doing it for the money, but I'm also Which like, is well, such she a is weird giving you thing. food. Well, again, that's one of those things where I'm like, knowing what I know about the foster care yeah. system, I am like, the fact that these people are not actively the trying to kill you. The worst thing they have her do is that she says, like, you better stop complaining or I'm going to stop taking your parents' call. Which is pretty shitty. Yeah. But again, the bar is literally And so Paula and Larry break out of prison to see her at tryouts, and then Eclipso makes her hallucinate that her parents basically are being taken back to prison and she freaks out and starts attacking people that aren't actually secret agents. And I'm like, one, everybody saw how she moved, right? Yeah. We all saw, and two, 
It is so, it's fascinating to me because they're like, we're going to go back to prison now. And like this recruiter loved you and you're going to have a future. And the recruiter doesn't take her because she has anger issues, quote unquote. And I'm like, first of all, a football recruiter has never not taken someone for anger issues. Yeah. That if anything, is, that enhances your... That is a fucking feature. It is yeah. not a bug. Yeah. But I think, I'm wondering if they're going to explore this more because it's fascinating that her parents, I think despite trying to be like, I mean, they're jock parents, but despite trying to encourage her and like, you know, she loves watching football with them, like they show up to support her. They break out of prison so they can be there and she, they obviously love her so much and she loves them. Mm-hmm. The things about them still filter into her. Yeah. She's still a very angry person. Because that's just how they are. And that's, like, listen. And that's almost kind of an interesting take where it's, like, you can really love your parents and your parents can genuinely have not abused you in any way, shape, or form. Their bad habits can still become your bad habits. Well, Especially if they're, in every other aspect, bad people. Interestingly enough, um, it is so sad because Cindy literally just wants fucking friends. Yeah. And so Eclipso shows her a vision of what the new ISA painting is going to be. And Artemis is doing the sportsmaster thing, not the tigress thing. And that's probably because, again, she's a child. Yeah. So they're like, listen, when Artemis's hot-ass mom is walking around, again, like, can't, like, two-top short shorts. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That is an adult. And I also want to commend Stargirl because, listen, Joy is by no means old. No. But she's also not like 25. And she's so hot. Yeah. And she looks so good. Incredible. Sorry, water. Um, And again, and I don't want to RPF on Maine because I know that the actors have partners and children in real life. And that's actually something they bond over. They talk about their kids and all of that. But if you guys wanted to fuck once or twice in real life, that would be great for me. I mean, just given how sets are, I'm kind of like, well, you never know. You never know. Anyway, that's all hearsay. So we call this episode Anime Mushroom Disease because Anime Mom Disease, which is what we took the title from, is basically... disease that affects a lot more moms than Green Goblin Disease. (laughs) Basically, you know how, like... That bitch got a side ponytail. She's going out by the second episode. Not Ash's mom. Too thick. Delia Ketchum does not have a side ponytail. She has a back ponytail. Low back say, ponytail. I was going to say, Delia Ketchum is dummy thick. And so we, we let her live. I mean, that's also true. But, um, no. I was going to say, incidentally, speaking of Delia Ketchum, third Pokemon movie, great movie. Anyway, continue. Okay. So, basically, like, you know how in Bleach, Ichigo's mom is dead? Of or, course. like, in Naruto, how their par- both their parents are straight. But, like... Especially when we learn about See, One Piece cuts the fucking chase about this, though. I, th- I think Luffy and Ace and Sabo are all just orphans. It doesn't matter. They I, just don't I exist. I think when Parents they do exist. a flashback of Naruto's parents and he learns the story, I think his dad is telling him there's a lot more focus on his mother and how much she loves him and how they had to sacrifice what he wanted to hear. I mean, it's, I genuinely cried reading that. And yeah. I hate... Naruto has on occasion made me cry. And I hate that. I get it. In the, More in the, than fucking anything. In the vastly superior manga, Hunter Hunter, the scene at the end of the Chimera Anarch, I actually don't often cry reading stuff. I only really cry from reading out loud. There's a scene at the end of the Chimera Anarch that I'm literally getting a little teary thinking about again. It is this, I actually started crying because that arc in specific is so f- fuck. It is truly too gosh to go, I have clinical depression and chronic pain problems and I'm about to make it everybody else's fucking problem. And it is so fucking sad. Daps. (laughs) But also the first Pokemon movie, kind of. 
Um, I have clinical depression. So speaking of people who have clinical depression or are about to John make it. John Constantine. So this episode is kind of fascinating because we have Spooner meeting her mom. And we have John and Bishop working together so that John can find the fountain. So this episode basically starts with John telling off all the legends and you're like, oh, this is his evil side Mm -hmm. because Matt Ryan on record said John killed the good in him Mm -hmm. where I was like, okay, so this is his doppelganger. But then the episode actually starts going and I'm like, this is just him, but he decided to sort of take another stupid. It seems more like it was John being like, okay, you know what? I am going to kick this. Uh-huh. But I'm not going to kick it in a way that's like pathetic and moping around and Zari's going to take care of me. I don't want her to see me like that. So I'm going to go I'm find gonna the fountain. The, I'm going to have the one last job of relapses. And it's like, uh-oh. I'm going to go find the fountain and I'm going to get my powers back. And then I'll come back and Zari will be like, oh my god, you're so sexy. I forgive everything. And it'll be great. And you'll all fucking see. I mean, yeah. And again, he is saying this to everybody as Zari is just standing there like, I'm not going to say that. He's like, just fuck. Well. You totally fucking will. Anyway, I got to fucking... Also, great scene at the beginning where she's like you're stalling like she's the first one who recognizes that the natural projection right because she says something like to the tune of like he's just saying the same things over and over again in a different tone and she recognizes it as a natural projection i think she said because she goes to but she's yeah. never really a physical person so i think she goes to wave her hand through it because yeah. she yeah she knows the so, natural projection which is so sexy of yeah. her so and smart. again i i am looking for for zari to have a very emma frost style plot line in season seven welcome to the choo, choo, choo. which is her Yay. sort of retreating back into that identity she crafted for herself because coming out of it didn't do her any good <laughs> And then having to learn that you have to come out of it for yourself and not just for someone else. Mm-hmm. That would be so good for me personally. Yeah. But DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Do you like comic books? Phil Clemmer. I just found out you. what C in comic book stands for. Don't, Don't read watch. them. I just found out what the D in DC's Legends of Tomorrow stands for. Don't watch it. Don't watch How it. How many times have we made that fucking joke to? You know what? As many times as I fucking need to. <laughs> Truly. I will be here until the fucking, until we are sad. Here's my Phillip. biggest fear. If I ever met him, I wouldn't quote the lines in front of him in a way where it's like, ha I'm your biggest fan. I'm going to say all your lines back to you in an annoying voice. Which is again a reference to me. I'm like, God damn it! I would just do it in the way where it has become so much a part of my if daily I need vocabulary. Person, the first thing I'm going to do, I can't say because for the purposes of comedy and humor, entertainment, allegedly, etc. For the purposes of comedy and humor, I would wrap my hands around his skinny little bird neck and I would throttle him into the sidewalk. For the purposes of comedy, comedy and, and entertainment. entertainment. In actuality, I actually would love to. Yeah, I mean, listen, actually. I hate. I hate so much of what he does. But, but that I would... doesn't mean I don't want to talk to him about it. Yes, I love, yeah. So, I think... I would just start doing it, though, and that's what scares you me. You know what? I wouldn't want him to think that I was, like, a weird, like, one of the... I'm just like, I think I would just do it, because, like, we're weird. It's such a no, vibe with you. if I met Phil Clemmer in person... I'm talking about Little Kribo. Oh, you've been talking about Little Kribo? I've been talking about <laughs> I didn't Phil realize Clemmer. why you kept bringing the subject back to Phil Clemmer. I'm like, I'm, I'm not... I, no, I if I met anything Martin, from DC's Legend of Tomorrow, if I Martin in person, I well, I did like, it anime. Ne- I remember because it's one. Of, he's like, well, thanks for everyone. Was at Anime Next 2009. I'm like, that was me. I'm like you old. said, hi. Yeah. Oh my god. I was in the panel. You had to brush. But it was not in it. I was watching it. Yeah, no, it was really weird. I mean, I would truly. I mean, again, that is also someone I would really want to talk to because. Oh, absolutely. You have been through. You've been through everything. so much. 
you have seen sort of the rise and fall of the 2000s internet, and you were like instrumental in it. I would actually How love to take his brain. Bad, probably, but I would love to talk to him about it. Um, if I was with, I would say to Phil Clemmer, what did Brandon do to get that fucking fire? I mean, seriously. I he got more know. fired than anyone on that show I've ever seen in my seriously. life. Seriously. Yeah, on that you DC TV universe, get fired. What happened? I think you can was... tell me. You can tell me anything. And I... I'm not just saying that because I will start strangling you again if you don't. I... Brandon's, and this is all allegedly, this is all hearsay. This is all just me sort of speculating. Um, Brandon seems like the type, especially because Phil, he and Phil worked together previously. He takes it hard. I was about to say, he takes it hard and he takes it personally. Because he's like, you should have you you defended me on this. You should have tried. Like, And again, especially since... I, I, it's one of those sad things where I'm like, I think they would have tried to get him a Superman show if not for COVID. Just. Yeah. And maybe they still will. But we'll it's one of those things. See. I mean, again, the network obviously had him back. Yeah. Which is also just like, again, these sets are like three feet from each other. Yeah. We're, so like, if he's not in the 100th episode, oof. Um, here's the thing, though. The good news about that is that the writers are actually in Los Angeles. You're safe. Yeah. Um... But, oh boy, do we want to talk about Spooner and Astra? I think we should talk about Spooner and Astra first, because I think I, I like it better when we talk about happy things and then get yes. into the thing that we hated so fucking much. Yes. So what needs to be said about this is that I don't, to speculate, and this is purely speculative. Yes. The gays. There's a lot of people who have worked on DCTV. The gay are, agenda, if you can manage That it. are in what we fucking call an artisanal glass closet. Okay. And Artisanal. Where five years ago, Camelie was fucking paving the way that now belongs to Lizeth and Olivia, where I'm like, wow, you two spend a lot of fucking time together, huh? <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow, how many rings has Olivia gotten her? I am simply saying. Getting more than, getting, I, I'm like, I might get you a ring for your birthday once. Well, it's but also just that, that Olivia wears it's a ton of that rings. If you're a rival for more than seven years, you're no longer rivals. You're just gay. I mean, Olivia wears a ton of rings because she has beautiful hands. And I'm noticing that as a gay person. And so what really matters, I suppose, is that Macy is out yeah. queer. That's the um, identifier they choose to use. Mm-hmm. Um, we use queer as well, but I also do like to state for the record that yeah. Nazi chooses. And so I just wanted to discuss really quickly at the top of the hour, I say 45 fucking minutes into this. Whoa! Well, we did talk about stuff. We basically, DC's Legends in Review, the unaffiliated podcast that only talks about anime, and also reviews Stargirl. <laughs> Stargirl, 10 stars. DC's Legends <laughs> of Tomorrow, zero stars. <laughs> I guess. One star. One star. <gasps> the chubby's in her chubby cove. Well, she's sleeping on the... And, um, oh boy, what were we fucking, oh right, so like, I think back A talking cat told you this? Yeah. Okay, continue. I think back to season one. First of all, if you look up Legends interviews, TV Guide did one, like, back when they started, and the screen cap is just Brandon and Wentworth sitting on a couch together, like, obviously having a great time chatting, and I'm like... I miss who we were. I, miss I know it. that this show has always... But here's the thing. This show has always been a nightmare and a fucking disaster. Yeah. And I have given up a lot. I mean, I haven't actually ever given up anything personally for no, it. But, but it feels like... Emotionally, I've given up everything. <laughs> this show has cost me everything. <laughs> there is no way for me to financially recover from Can this. Can I save? Um, 
Right oh, now. Okay, I can save right now. Well, you, you, can, you can keep playing and say... Gunpoint. Phil made me get this tattoo. I was going to say, I was like, this is really bold coming from someone who has a Zari tattoo, but yeah. That's different. That's true. It's not different at all. Anyway. It's something. Just, God, do you ever... Does it ever drive you crazy just how fast the night changes? I, is that, that's the one where they have, like, the YN music video, but it all goes horribly wrong? Yes. Yes, it is. That is so funny. Yeah. Wait, see who it is. Someone I am do. Someone im do. Someone im do. Oh my god, they still call it imming? Whatever. I know. Um, so, Wentworth said in an interview, it matters the to Phantom me- The Phantom Thieves Discord. The Phantom Thieves Discord that Agenshi isn't in. <laughs> oh god, those are their names, too. The Crow's Discord. The Crow's Discord that Matthias is in. No, that's just the one. That's where they send all the porn memes. I was going to say, that's just the one we put lewds in. Yeah. Because he he doesn't want to be a part of that. We're helping him. Nina, while you were traveling for work this weekend, I told Matthias what inflation is. And I got really sad. I told him that in the 2000s, Sonic was printing its own money to pay its employees and that he should look up Sonic inflation. And then it turns out he doesn't know. Stop, we don't have anything. And then it turns out he doesn't know who Sonic the Hedgehog is. And he also had never seen all the Sonic Jesus Christ memes. And so what I'm saying is we took your Christian Sonic fan of, I think it was um, Space Twinks who did a, I don't know his real name, uh, who did an article on the Christian Sonic fandom Mm -hmm. uh, for some, actually for some real publication, so... What I'm saying is we took your boyfriend down a very dark path but it's that a good he thing may to never recover from. Oh, he's never coming back. That's the Sorry. problem. And here's the thing. <laughs> I want to say this, and this is, I think, just sort of a shorthand for, like, it's one of those things where you either... Hold on, I want to say something quick. You either... Die a hero or live well, long yes, enough but to you see either, yourself become a Christian Sonic. If you are a Christian Sonic, two things happen to you. Either Jesus... 100 SP. Okay, definitely making more of the curry. Fuck the coffee. Well, I was going to say Jesus probably happened. But, um, so it's one of those things where it's like, if you are like a, like a, like a naive or, uh, no curry ingredients. That's okay. I'll make coffee. Um, you know. Yeah. And then he goes like, a few more days and just double checking. Yes. Oh, you have a few more days to meet you, Sky. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh yeah, you can save right before I meet him. Um, or we'd stop so you could have his intro scene at least. But, um, okay. So none of this is relevant. What was I talking about? Um, I don't right, okay, so if you're, like, a weird, if you're, like, a repressed fundamentalist nerd, two things happen. You either have no kinks at all, or you, if you show them, like, a weird fucked up kink, regardless of their previous level of kink involvement, they will get super into that kink. <laughs> like, it'll be, like, their thing. So you really do run the risk. Like, you have to pick Matthias's first kink very carefully, because it might be the thing he imprints on, like a baby duckling. So, you have I just to be realized, because I'm doing, when you, when Zari... Runs her hand through the astral projection. He tilts her. He tilts his head at her in this very smug, proud way. Like, oh, you figured it out. Ha ha. That's why Ugh. when I get back, we're gonna do it. And she's like, Ugh. shut up. Shut up. Fuck shut you. Shut, fuck up. Up. shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. So shut up. So what said? It mattered to him as a gay man to come into people's homes as Captain Cold, so they could see him and know that he is an out gay person and see him play a character and be like, oh. That changes my perception. A very slightly cool character of gay people. Yes, because that is still very no pun intended. I didn't mean the. But like, what? Well, yeah. yes, Captain Cold is a villain, but he's also like admittedly cool as fuck. Again, I'm sorry. First about of him. all, Captain Cold is also a gay person. And yeah. second of all, he did he he did that thing where it's like I feel so. It's like one of those things where it's like 
He says pan because he can get away with pan because the higher ups don't actually know what pansexual means. Maisie it's said not, pan for Charlie too. It's where one I'm of like, those you things. know we're all playing, you guys, right? Yes, where it's like they, it's 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 not to invalidate pan as an individual identity, but I'm like, why does that get said so consistently? The answer is because people edge away from the word gay and bisexual also because those are wider known terms, but pansexual is not a thing that the average TV cishet viewer is going to know. So they can get away with it more. So doesn't mean that someone can't be canonically pan. It just doesn't happen as often for real because an actor who is gay saying their character is pan is the closest they can get to being this character is gay because I'm gay. Um, and that's actually very, because it, it launched me sort of into this thought process where like, Wentworth saying that and being Captain Cold is and Maisie directing this episode and putting it through. God damn it! It's just funny. Kitties. Um, and obviously directing this episode in a way that is like a love story between Spooner and Astra has a lot more weight than the bland cis skinny white women we've been getting over and over as representation because nobody she's like putting trying to reach the look at her look at her look at her she's so she's so tall yeah and Tomas is just doing nothing she's gonna fall oh god she's don't fine fall. I know Annie don't fall Annie don't fall okay continue sorry I mean it's just like when you think about this kind of stuff on television, there's a very distinct reason that it's okay for two women who are presumably straight in real life, although, for example, like, Kyler from Supergirl was, like, through Alex's story, I actually was like, I think I'm not straight. Like, oh. that's something I never really thought about for myself, and then that's I realized. Really nice. Um, and we so, love again, a success story. We can, you can't necessarily assume someone's orientation, even if they are not out. No. On the other hand, there are a lot of white actresses with fan bases who are saying, like, oh, yeah, no, she's totally gay. Who, again, and who don't have social media presence. Confidence. So it's not, it's, again, it's not even where it's like, well, and I, I can even say this for people in glass closets. You are coasting on the audience's presumption that you are straight and it does protect you. Mm -hmm. And so being out is a very different thing. And being not queer at all and just gay for pay on television is very much like something the network is fine with versus like Wentworth barely ever getting to do anything with Citizen Cold, who they made actually gay, and then cutting the Zarly kiss. And so I just want to ask people to think about when we talk about queer content, like, what does get on the network? And is that good? Are we okay with this? No. The answer is no. Don't be satisfied with breadcrumbs. And don't be satisfied with just, like, the most boring assimilationist shit. Well, that's why the Asperaster stuff is really good, because yes. these are characters who have, like, flaws and tragedies and are who are still... Like, I mean, Astra is a great character to make. Like, she's just she's just more interesting to watch than Sarah, and that's a fact. I mean, they're both more... I mean, and so... So is Spooner, but, like, yeah, Astra, like yeah. This episode focuses on the two... And again, I was just thinking about how Lizeth and Olivia were like, Maisie is so great to work with because she just knows what she wants. Mm -hmm. Like, they get on to set and they have a million things going on. And... Then they tell... And they're just like, you do this, you do... Like, they know exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. Which, again, says to me, like, Maisie got this script and was like, all right, 
We're getting it up. All right, everybody. Truly, Maisie with that megaphone going, let's try it again, but but this this time time good. I want to say something because I know that we know how much Dominic Purcell hates this plot line, but knowing Maisie directed it, knowing, like, for some odd reason, he, Nick, and Maisie are this odd little trio of friends. Yes. That is the funniest thing. I love that. Thing. And like, because I, I just truly do see her. Because they all look like reveling, different people in the D&D party. Reveling in Barbarian, much, bard. Yeah. Oh, God, with Maisie, I don't know. It could go a lot of ways. Oh, Nate's I think the Nate, bard? Nate's the bard because he's a fucking You're right. <laughs> I mean, not to say that all bards are and I think it's one of those things and where not are bards. That's true. Especially just because I legitimately feel bad for non like, for players who don't want to play a whole, but also want to play a bard, where it's like, well, don't like, pressure someone into playing a character they don't want to I play. I mean, true, but, like, listen, why not Also, have, but like, have that confidence in yourself, have, but have, also don't go, pressure people to do it. Go for it. Do it. Unless you really don't want to, in which case, don't do it. Know but your if limits. If you're thinking about it, If you're it. thinking about it, great. Somebody else is trying to push it on you, bad. And again, we're all saying this, because, again, teens listen to this for some reason. Fucking, fucking whatever. But I don't know what Macy, I want to say, hmm. I was it thinking an elf which, of some kind. It depends on which character. Like, Maisie is definitely a half-elf something, but I'm well, like... Well, like, Amaya is very clearly, like, a cleric oh, that or is something. A, that is either a cleric for some animal god, like a pan or something. Or a druid. Or, or a druid, yeah. But Charlie is very much, like, a rogue or another bard. Yeah. But Legends have the pro- sort of the opposite problem that Six of Crows has, where they are a team of all rogues and one bard. Yes. Where they are a team of all bards. And one rogue. And one barbarian and one rogue. Yes. Because Mick is truly... Because Mick also plays Barbarian. Mick plays either Barbarian or Fighter. Because it's truly... He's the one who just rolled up. But he, he has a lot of rogue talents. He has a lot I, of rogue talents. Or... The rogue and the Barbarian are the same fucking person. We are so bad at we this. We are so bad at this. But I will, you can multi-class. I think actually Magnus did that in the Adventure Zone. I think he like multi-classed as a rogue. Well, like Travis did. I don't yeah. remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. My point being is... The horrifying thing is there's two options for Mick because of his age. One, he either has never heard of D&D because he wasn't one of those fucking losers who played D&D back when it was like a war games adjacent thing in the 80s. Or he did play a lot of D&D and he talks like he doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. And then in the middle of the game when they're all debating some rule set, he quotes some fucking thing out of nowhere for some like... Isn't this just what I did with Ray and Homestuck? Yes, but like, yeah. But I could see them actually doing Nora this. Nora was they're... wearing Ray's... And she said, Ray just said he really likes records. <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'll you kill you. I'll kill you. But that is the thing I think about in terms of, like, it would go either one of two ways if they did D&D. He would either be, like, that guy, or he would just be like, fuck it, just I want to be the fighter, because I can't be bothered. That being said, you know that every time, because, again, and and just just to give a shout-out to him, because I guess we'll... He hates it. I mean, it was literally one thing we were watching it. I turned around I'm like, I hate this. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I hate this because he's uncomfortable, but and it, it sucks. It was incredible it how well he delivered those lines through his fucking teeth. He really did. Because if I was Maisie, I would be off screen losing my fucking mind. It's like when Brandon had to make out with that old, with the yeah. old woman who played the fair. And you know that Courtney is over there just fucking Pointing cackling. and laughing. And good for her. Like, again, again, you know that, like, it, she's just going, okay, try that again, but this time good. good. <laughs> make like, out with that old woman like you fucking mean it. Truly. But he it confessed is what... to having feelings for you through gritted teeth. I am the love of his life. We, we are, are not, not the same. same. Also, Mick did get blown up, and I know a lot of people are like, why aren't we talking about Mick? Because here's the thing. If Mick He's did fine. die, he would want to be dead. He... And he would have earned that. <laughs> After all of this, I can't think of anyone on this fucking fucking team who has earned death 
more than Nicholas. We already Rory. we already know he's at the wedding. So. Yeah, well, but it's just one of those things where it's like it does, and it's. I guess we'll talk about it more in the finale. But I'll say this briefly: it bumps me the fuck out that this character, who I genuinely is one of my favorite characters in television mm-hmm. ever, just in terms of his growth, where he started and who he became are two completely different people and that happened as a slow burn over the course of multiple seasons and I think that's absolutely wonderful. And then they just decided to flush all of that goodwill down the fucking shitter. Are you talking about Mick or John? Mick. Um, John to a lesser extent. But like, John, I knew... Well, they didn't... In my heart of hearts, I kind of knew we were always going back to John being a bastard because DC couldn't let him get that too different. I just, you know, I appreciate what they were doing but I knew that was eventually... That that ride was going to fucking stop. But... With Mick, it just sucks because he's been around since the beginning and we've really seen him grow. And this plotline, he is so... That Dominic Purcell is so miserable doing and clearly doesn't enjoy. If he was having fun with it, I think I would embrace it for the silliness that it is. But he is so clearly not mm-hmm. that it's like, this is not how I want my one of my favorite characters last seasons to go. You know what I mean? It yeah, sucks. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That's all. So we'll talk about that more in the finale. Spectacular yeah. date. Hopefully we will announce it at the end of this episode, but we might not. Um... Yeah. Date will be announced by the time the finale of this season comes out. Sunday, you will have the date. Yes. Because I'm going to post this tomorrow, which is Saturday. Yeah. Um, so, the way that Spooner and Astra's story works this season, like, it was so good. It While I was watching it, it made me forget the stuff with John was bad. It was like the Suicide Squad thing where we were like, that was really fun. And then my dad went, that was terrible. And we were like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Viola Davis got, got me again. And and the thing is, it's not like Suicide Squad because Spooner and Astra legitimately were excellent. It's one of those things, again, oh, yeah. where I'm like, this was such a beautiful episode. Why, did Spooner, Spooner, yeah. why did Spooner only get, like, three episodes of character development? Hello? It's one of those things where at least this one is good, but still, that's not an this excuse. Was good it was, it was great for her but still. i kept thinking that john was gonna like try to kidnap her as a child or try to kill her as an adult and the second she shows up as a child he's like hey i know magic you're great kid i was worried because that could have gone one of especially because yeah. he said because we were worried about the killed side yeah. the killed good side thing i was legitimately really worried about where that one might go and so thankfully it didn't go badly this would be a good place to save because i want to play around with the confidant stuff if you don't mind. If you want to keep playing. I just... No, yeah. But also because this thing is about to die. And also, I think you probably need a handbrake. Yeah. But this thing is about to die, so we're just going to turn this off. Sorry, so continue. it's just all these beautiful scenes between Spooner and Astra. Astra, who, again, like, does not have this opportunity with her mom. Yes. And has never had it. Oh, I thought it was better if I moved away. No, I know, but... um. And isn't going to get I it. To I mean, we don't it. know if Faith Charlie did or did not actually bring Natalie back. They very much could have. But that's never going to be explored. Also, I just yeah. want to say, here's the thing. The reason is, of course, I am here saying I hate this show. Now. I do hate this show. But here I am having to fucking pull together the plot threads because they're never fucking going to. Never. So I'm like, Charlie had to have known that John was the fountain the entire time. And the reason that Charlie knows, because when they are a fucking fake. Well, it's truly, hey, do you remember that part? And I hate to be like, but it was in Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridge where she's just talking to Kaiba. Yeah. And, she's, and he's like, well, why the hell didn't we talk about this before? She's like, because the writers hadn't thought of it yet. That's, you have to take this shit with a grain of salt I know, on that exactly. And so if this show had been thought, what would make oh. sense is John would not have been able to 
cut off Charlie's powers because again, Charlie is a god. Yeah. Unless John was also some kind of extremely powerful magical being. Also, but the, but the truth of that is, Legends makes no fucking sense, and they hadn't thought of because that. Because shut up. Because I hadn't even thought of Charlie being a fate yet. No. Which is and I and I love having to piecemeal. Like I love having to personally piecemeal everything together so I can convince people this is a show that makes sense. It's but not. I can't convince myself. I'm on Paul Revere's wild ride, baby, and I ain't getting off till the interstate. <laughs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> and fuck. But, but the joke I want to make here, and it's a good joke, is that Charlie knew the entire time and was gonna tell him, and then John had sex with Zari when he knew Charlie had called dibs. So enjoy being a fucking mushroom. You son of a bitch. I actually, I will say this for a point in this thing's favor. I absolutely legitimately love the idea of the mushroom being an alien being. Like, genuinely, mycelium is... The intelligence network of fungal beings is something so incredibly alien to what we as human beings understand as intelligence, yet it cannot be denied that it is an intelligent being. It is fucking cool. There is something genuinely so, like, secret of mana, fucking JRPG ass about, like, there just being a giant fucking mushroom that's also a magic fountain. That's dope as fuck. Like, I love that. That's just genuinely cool as hell. I don't really have... And again, it makes sense for mushrooms to be, like, an alien being, because they are, in, in real life, weird as fuck. I love it. It's super cool. That's all. Hey, little man. You just gonna step all over me? He can't figure out how to get comfortable now that we're cuddling. He's like, I want to lay on two people and I can't. Sorry, I literally What's the just... cat update from your side of the room? Nope, that, because you're looking that way. Rachel, you're looking, when you're sitting there, you're looking this way. Oh. I'm looking this way. Chubby is in her chubby cove. She's full of chubby love. How's your, how's your kitty high yeah. up in the castle? She's not in the castle right now. Aw, okay. What I was thinking about is, remember how John stopped Zari's heart and then freaked out because he thought he had killed her? Mm-hmm. And then Zari doesn't make it in time to actually touch John's body? Again, I'm like, I don't think he's dead yet. I do think he's just I think part he's of the a, fountain. I, I think he's part of... Well, because here's the thing. Remember, Fernando said he saw an angel who told him to drink from the well? Definitely John. Definitely. And I think almost him being, like, some kind of weird angel is kind of fitting. Yeah. But there's a lot wrong with how they went about it that we have to get into in just a second. Because these gays were being gay. Yeah. It was so... And it was so beautiful that Spooner's mom was like, you have to meet Astra. Yeah. And Astra was was like, if you don't do it, we never become friends. And, like, that friends so is obviously... Sweet. That's such a hard then, word for her to say, but she said it. And then too. when she tells Baby Spooner, she's like, this is going to be really scary. But when... Because she's talking to herself. Yeah, exactly. Who she was. She and, and, she's like, and you're going to be, and I will be here for you, and I will guide you through this. And, like, I, I cried for some of this as well, because it was just... And, like, again, if John was supposed to be villainous, I thought he was going to pull Spooner out of the mushroom yeah. or something crazy was going to happen. And he just, like, watches her go in, and he's like, weirdly proud of her. Yeah. Where he's I'm like, like, well, okay. What was the... I mean, what again, has Legends achieved true equality by finally shortchanging a white man on what was supposed to be his last season? It's one of those things... No. <laughs> I was going to say, where I'm like, I... If Asper... If Asper... If... if why are we not just calling it Asper? Um, wait. Okay, I can cut it. All right, so if if Spooner had gotten more plot lines, if she had been more of a fleshed-out character 
and they had taken more effort and involvement for her. I would say, actually, this is a victim for <laughs> a win for feminism everywhere because um, Spooner would have actually gotten plot point. But this isn't like they prioritize Spooner. It's yeah. that they just bungled everything for everybody. And I will say, and as much as I'm saying that, I will also give them this. Did not see this coming as Spooner's backstory. No, and so I'll honestly, give them that. here's the other thing, is the Space Girl song is technically about Spooner. It's supposed to be, and I'm like, well, I guess it's good now. It's not, no, it's not, but I guess it's tolerable now. Okay, I actually and, really like the lyrics. I just, again, you can't emulate Bowie. Well, Don't you dare try. Well, because it's also a reference because John is the star man. I mean, and you guys did this to me. And the I fact that nobody was... said to him, "Well, if it isn't the thin white douche," is so infuriating. John, when yeah, he of course, up being an ass. because of course, because John is absolutely very Bowie inspired. Now, do you think Tala's husband chose to flirt with John, yeah. or do you think he and Matt agreed to that in advance? Do you think the three of them agreed, or do we just decide I'd we're like going to let the three of them? We're just going to let. I hope Bishop is the villain next season. I love him so much. He Please is keep so keep, good. He is so good. Please keep being on this show. Also, because, again, this show loves He's the only villain on this fucking show I've ever liked. Seriously. This show loves to, um... Neron had a great design. He did not have a great motivation. He was just kind of there. He was sexy, though. He he was was sexy when he was raised body. But his monster design was great. But, meh. Um... I guess we have to... I guess we can't keep beating around this fucking bush. Are we even beating around? I'm like, I think we're just getting to this in a very roundabout. Remember that episode where we talked about Mick and Vietnam and we were like, damn, we made so many insights right. and I was we gonna just say, talked around Legends everything. Legends having spouses fuck each other on screen. I think it saves money or it's union it, or something. It's union. And so it would be very Sorry, interesting. designers can't work with actors. It's a union thing. I would love if next season Zari's plot is like, you're the guy who killed my boyfriend with Bishop and we get to see more of their dynamic together. But also, Tala is not really open about that being her husband, so I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, why are you on the radiator? You're gonna have such a bad time in the winter when that gets hot. Listen, they'll, hopefully, they'll be like, huh, this is hot. And, yeah. You have to hope. You have to hope. You have to let that bird out of the nest. Don't ever let your cats outside. They are killing birds. No, they're killing birds. They're killing every bird we've ever had. That's not an exaggeration. We are out of birds. We are out of so many birds. Also, sir, what the fuck are you doing? We are fucking so low on birds. Okay. There's a star cat who's tubing in the sky. A star cat. Oh my god, that's so cute. You're a star tube. We watch you float on by. Alright, so what's up? Okay. Do you know how much I fucking hate that Arrow handled Laurel's alcoholism better than DC's Legends of Tomorrow handled this addiction plotline? Because here's the thing. Once in a lifetime. Laurel was killed because Mark Guggenheim fundamentally hates women. Oh yeah. But Katie won an award for her portrayal of Laurel in season two. Uh Uh-huh. Laurel is actually very inspirational to a lot of people in recovery. It's one of those things where it's like, I almost want to go, because I haven't, I've only seen like half, I saw one episode of Arrow and I'm like, damn, Oliver Dreamville. No, you can't, here's the thing, you can't watch season two of Arrow because it's garbage. Well, it's one of those things where it's one of those things, and I guess like you can cut this part if you want, but but it's like one of those things where it's like, part of me almost wants to watch it because so many actual alcoholics take meaning from it. The bottom line is, 
No. John did not overdose on drugs. Well, he actually yeah. did take a drug he, and he, he did die. He took poison, but admittedly it was... I don't know, Mo. I don't like the taste of poison. I mean, here's the thing. Again, my real issue with this... I mean, there's a lot of issues oh, with yeah. it, so I can't say which one is my real one, because they're all real. Is in Matt's interview, he said they knew the whole fucking time. That's what I hate more than anything. And so John's... There were so many ways to do this plot that didn't evolve addiction... That could have centered Zari and Astra more. Mm-hmm. That don't have ultimately the message that's like, people like John can people never get... People who relapse or will never get better and eventually it will kill them. And it's like, great, helpful, awesome, super useful. And that useful. is so fucking harmful and wrong and bad. Yeah. And I don't think we can state enough This is why I hate magic f- addiction plot lines. I said it when this started, but I'll say it again. Because, Fuck these plot lines. like... John talked about, he keeps saying, I'm nothing without magic, but he keeps talking about how magic is cathartic for him. Yeah. And drugs are not that in real life. No. And they equated the fantastical with the real in such a stupid way. And then they were like, well, he has to die because DC wants us to not use him anymore. Mm-hmm. So he obviously has to die or become a fountain or whatever. And... Knowing that he has to die and knowing that you're going to give him an addiction and have that kill him. It's so shitty. Instead of... Because the overdose didn't kill him, but all of the drug choices, the uh, air quote-unquote drug choices that led him here did. So it does still count. It, and... It is so, like, I want to know what kind of concussive damage... The people. I was rehearsing this joke with Ari earlier, just so you know. And I had to go look at a Discworld book because there was a joke I wanted to make that reminded me of a phrase I remembered from a Discworld book. And not only did I remember the book itself, but I remember the exact scene in the footnote it was in. So like, anyway, hey. here's the joke. So the joke is... Wonder Woman... <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. Okay. okay, so the joke is... What kind of fucking concussive damage happened in the DC Legends writer's room this year? That is somehow different from the concussive damage that has happened all the other years. And how the... And, like, what concussive damage needs to occur to fix it? And then I said, that reminds me of a thing from a Discworld book. Oh, I remember. Retrophrenology. And that's not going to be funny unless you've also read the specific Discworld book. Men at Arms, by the way, if you want to actually go look this up for me. But, uh, it's... (laughs) We promise this is funny. Anyway, so that's... If you want to know how we plan a joke. And here's the thing. It's usually we don't actually plan jokes. Usually we're just doing this. I was just, I mean, I had a lot of time in the car today, so oh, I, I was really comedy. I was, comedy we reached scatting. a point where I was really talking to the podcast, like back to last oh, podcast. Like, yeah. Like really, I. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do at that point? And I, it is so damn, it is so damaging for everybody fucking involved because as already said, like DC Comics is well, every both both big twos were really the fact that they know pisses me off so much. If they had not known, I was I really was like I was I was willing to cut you guys slack, and I was willing to be like, well, they didn't know, and so I actually have to side with them on this one because this truly is the big the the big bully taking the toys away from the little underdog. But like, fuck you, you knew, and you did such a bad job with this that it really is like fuck you guys for that. It's hurtful, it's harmful, it genuinely has a really negative... Especially because, like, hey, incidentally, the LGBT community and the bisexual community specifically have fucking sky-high rates of drug addiction and alcohol abuse problems on account of the whole systemic oppression thing. So, like, fuck you. 
There are so many bad choices that were made. Oh, yeah. And every single one of them was sort the of wrong stacks one. on top of the other to create almost a matryoshka of oh, bad yeah. choices. A, a, uh, hold on. Traumatryoshka. Well, traumatryoshka is the one, but I'm like, I don't know if it's quite traumatryoshka. Um, there's something, I, there's like a, there's a thing I'm looking for. Um, Malfeas, no, hold on. I was going to say malfeasance, but that doesn't really work. I'll come up with it later. Keep going. All right, well, we'll, we'll have some funny... If I, if I cut in with a Matryoshka joke, now you know why. We'll be funny later. Um, A mad Troishka. Get it? No, I'm not, no. I just want everyone to know, by the way, Ari is putting their hair in rollers. I was going to say, I was like, can you put some Billy Joel on? Because I should put Billy Joel on when I'm putting my hair rollers in. Just Especially, like, right now, I'm like, I need a little bit of Here, home. hold on. Do you want me to hold up the picture of Blonde Nixana? Would that help? I mean, not exactly. Can I thanks. mention, I gotta ask, because we all know... I have not Actually, speaking of something a little close to home, I want to do a book rec, and it's not just because I have it in my line of sight, but hey, if you're also looking for us for book recommendations, uh, The City We Became is great. It's the we start of a trilogy. We are pivoting away from this so fucking fast, because the answer, the question is then, then, I mean, like, it doesn't... Well, the real question is, how do we reconcile, like, this was Maisie's episode. We're not ragging, like, Maisie literally just came in last minute and tried her best, their best to fix up... She's a she and they. I know, but I prefer to, because again, a lot of people who use like gendered pronouns plus they don't get their they pronouns used as much, and I know why. So I'm using they whenever I can. Um, So whenever they, uh, they just really stepped in last minute to fix up Legends Mess. This is not us being like, Maisie could, like, like, I'm pretty sure at this point we are, we could put our, our eighth subtitle on this as Avid Maisie Richardson Sellers Fan Podcast, but like... It's something where it's like... I mean, literally, one of the fucking subtitles on the one of the draft posters we did for last year's finale live show was truly, we're all gonna fucking die without Maisie. Here. And we are. And you know what? And Our we finale did. poster really did come true. We really did. But anyway, the city we became, N.K. Jemison. I'm sorry if I pronounce it wrong. I've never heard it said aloud. Great. I, I loved her, um... Oh, I think it's called the Broken Earth Trilogy. Um, I liked her other trilogies a whole lot. This one is great, and it made me miss home a lot. Um, got really nostalgic and homesick. I've been gone for like three months. I missed the parkway. Um, I can't wait to go home. But uh, I mean, the number one thing I've been thinking about is. But just, I do recommend it because it's a great book. I mean, but it's not. None of this is Maisie's. None of this is Maisie's fault in the slightest. And everything she like, I cannot. I actually do want to say because we've been ragging the John stuff hard. I want to say, hey, you're never gonna listen to this podcast, and thank God for that, Maisie. But hey. Thank you, because I don't think any other director, any other creative person working on the show would have given um, Spooner and Astra, and Esper Astra, the amount of care and attention and emotional resonance that Maisie gave it. And so that matters a thousand. Like, the John fuck up is really harmful for a lot of reasons, but that matters so much, Um, especially on a show that has prioritized its white sapphic his white sapphic pairing being paid played by gay for pay and question mark question mark question mark i don't know what the fuck katie's up to but it's not good um and it's like they have not gone to bat for their actual actors of or queer actors of color in any way shape or form the way they go for ava lance so it was nice for nazi to come in and, and sort of do oh, esper astra the solid can i say it Thanks. brings me it brings me at least i have the joy of knowing sarah's fans are mad that ava lance hasn't gotten a lot of screen time and i get the joy in knowing that the wedding next episode is going to be so flat compared to the maze you directed Oh. And it's not gonna, and it doesn't matter in the same way, and it has none of the same impact, mm-hmm. and it's basically just 
Well, also because it's like, damn, you would think that Maisie would want to come back to direct the wedding as like a, as like a queer person, except of course she, of course they don't want to because yeah. like this wedding does not have nearly the same amount of impact as Esper and Astra together because it turns out it actually means we've hit, we've gone past the point where two two blonde and white Hall of Fame members getting together has that level of impact. And do you know how angry it makes me that this. Season of DC's 6B has featured dramatically less Sarah and Ava. And so when it's good, it it is good. But this John plot has been so bad that I can't even fucking enjoy their absence. Oh, yes, truly. Do you know how mad that makes me? On top of everything else, that is way more important, by the way. Yeah. And you know how fucked up it is with you mentioning, by the way, the fucking injection problems that plague the LGBT community. Yeah, I hate to be that person. For them but I don't. to immediately then be like, but Sarah and Ava get to get married. They're not alcoholics. They're not drug addicts. Addicts. It's okay. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Eat shit. It's so fucking unnecessary. And it's really mean. Like, it's like, why? I just want to. Like, I'm just like, why? Like, What's the point? And especially because. Basically, all Avalances have done this half of the season is get mad that John is getting Johnny screen Keegan. time. And I'm like, well, no, you should be mad that this is a terrible, biphobic, anti-Avalance and, and I know they don't, because yeah. I know the kind of people who are Avalance fans. Yeah. But if you gave a shit at all about the larger scope of LGB representation, other than the shit that just looks exactly like you and is as boring as you... You would maybe be as angry, or at least a little bit angry, about, yeah, how another queer character is getting an addiction plotline that goes this fucking horribly wrong. Because that's a thousand times more important than whether the stupid fucking ship gets a wedding on screen. Like, god damn it. God damn it. But I'm gonna save being a bitch for the oh, episode no, proper. Damn, and if you're like, you're saving being a bitch, and it's like, oh, honey. I have to plan out being a bitch, because I'm about to go to bed. Yeah. I don't have, I, you know, I'm not here, I'm not always here. I'm not always on. Sometimes I'm sleeping. That's true. If you wake, you fake. Perhaps sometimes I'm sleeping too often, and I do need to see someone about a sleep study. So someone please remind me to do that. Sleep study. In the future. Um, yeah, I mean, God. Us saying that actually just made me so viscerally angry. Oh, yeah. Um, that I think we should probably... Um, here's, the, here's the thing. Um, let's save the rest for the... Thank you, Maisie. For the li- thank We're going to end on a good note. You thank did. you, Maisie. You are amazing. Let... Sorry, be happy. I fucking... And also, can I just say, and this is unrelated to Legends. Pick unrelated. But, um, fucking Brenton Thwaites. What the fuck are Dick and Corey are colleagues? I'm going to kill you. Truly. For the purposes of comedy and entertainment. Yes. Um, so this is a really shitty, biphobic, nasty thing to do. And like we had to harp on that fucking throwaway line about Nissa in season two. Oh, God. Now you're making us fucking throw. And now we're doing and, this and again. This is and thing. this is all your Why fault. Why are we here? Because nobody else seems to. And like, I know someone here is listening. Which is so And if you're that. listening, why are you still bad? Truly. <laughs> hey. We will be pay you. good. If you if you tell I us, don't care. I won't give sue. us a cash app. It's fine. Just give be us a good. cash app. We'll give Just you Just be a good show. I like listen, I'll give you guys some money. Is that what you fucking want? Money? We'll give you some money. We're gonna set up that Patreon any fucking day now. Do you want lewds? Because <laughs> they're not gonna be mine, but I'll find some for you. I mean like oh I will pay for them and then say yeah, exactly. I, I, course, ethically and then I will let the other but I like, will ethically source lewds for you. Yeah. And also, can I just say this? Yeah. Until you guys get your shit together, I don't think anyone in that writer's room should be allowed weed. 
If drug addiction yeah. is so bad, I'm taking your fucking weed away. Yeah, you know All what? Of you. Genuinely. Yeah. Actually, I'm making fuck you weed guys. is illegal again in California until I get what I fucking want. And weed is serve. illegal not in California, but just for these people because I don't want I don't want any black people getting caught with this. Weed yes. is illegal for this writer's room. So, so, black members of the Legends of Tomorrow staff room, you are still allowed to smoke weed. You are still you actually allowed and encouraged to smoke weed, especially Tyron because Tyron never misses. Tyron, yeah. Well, we okay. did hate we the were, 80s episode. We were really hard on the eighties episode for a lot of reasons but that are not necessarily fair to like. It's not fault. It, he is almost never missed. Yeah. Everybody else, I swear to God, you are no longer allowed. Because if drug addiction is so fucking bad... Truly. You can fucking... You can enforce it your goddamn selves. Yeah. Enjoy being sober. See where that gets you. Bitch. I don't know if it would make the show better at this it point. It would not. But God, something has to... I mean, I hate to say that thing, because it's truly one of those things where anytime anything slightly weird gets made, everyone's always like, oh, is it on drugs? And it's like, no. No, Ari and I are stone cold sober right now. Right now, Yeah. We have. And We've been singing these cat songs. Stone Cold. Sober. Stone Cold's over. Um. Yeah. That being said. Um. Shit. Um. Any other thoughts? Finale coming up soon. We'll let you know the date. Um. Probably September fourteenth at nine p.m. Yes. Uh. Coming to you live from my Twitch channel and the poster. Um. We'll explain everything, and we are going to have guests. Yes. Sahar is going to come in. Yes. Rebecca Pencil Scratchins is going to come in with yes. Showgirls references. Fuck yes. Which I said were required. Yes. And also, entry. we're going to do, we should do something for, not plan, Planned Parenthood gets a shitload of donations. We yeah. should pick a, like a low abortion fund in Texas right now and just be like, yeah. hey, please donate to this in lieu of buying a ticket. Please donate to this. Yeah. That actually is going, that's a great idea. You're welcome. Um, so maybe for once DC's Legends of Tomorrow could do some actual we're, I guess we're going to have to be the ones providing some net fucking good out of this show right every now. Every fucking di- every, every time, time you yell, yell I, have I have to, to fucking, fucking re-record, re-record it. it. That's the subtitle for next season. That's the subtitle for every fucking day. Every time, okay, so we're watching, and this is this is irrelevant. This is uh, this is semi-relevant, but like, no, it's important. It's, it's important. important. So we've been watching the Muppet Show while we have dinner, um, my partner and I, because I just enjoy watching the Muppet Show. And every time Stetler and Waldorf Waldorf say fucking anything, I'm like, wow, this is just us talking about DC's legend. Hire tomorrow. us to be. We will even use puppets. <laughs> we will. I I'm not kidding. And I my mean, puppet needs to have comically large breasts. Of course, but like if you ask a puppet maker, totally. Like we can get a pup, we can get puppets commissioned for a couple hundred bucks, probably, maybe a little more, depending on you how fancy you want them. Art deserves to be paid for, and it deserves. But honestly, oh, yeah. here's the thing: you guys have to pay for our puppets that we will use to be the Statler and Waldorf of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. That's absolutely it. I was also thinking you wanted to do puppets for the finale, where I'm like, I don't have the time to win puppetry. We could honestly, if we got our shit together next finale, we could probably. Here's the thing: let's save this one for the series finale. We're finally gonna make that dream real. Because again, yeah, puppets the, are of the accordion or no of the, the puppets. The accordion maybe, but the puppets we could absolutely do the fit serious finale as puppets. We probably got another year or two. God. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, and on as that we note, fucking drag our asses to the end of this stupid fucking ableist biphobic piece of shit. Not disrespecting any of the actors of color. You're all yes. angels, and we're glad you're here. We're glad to have you here. Season. I hate it here. Fucking good night, everybody, and good fucking luck. Good night and good luck. I feel it.